Let's listen and enjoy this worship song by Dunson Oyekan as we prepare ourselves for this powerful session on the power and wisdom of embracing change. Glory to God with my guest, Emmanuel N.G. and Pastor Justice Battelle. My goodness, it's going to be an awesome. I can sense the anointing already. <laughs> I can feel it, I can feel it, I can feel it. You are all welcome. You are all welcome, welcome, welcome. And Estela, God bless you for joining us. Hallelujah. Noel, you're welcome. Kingsman, you are welcome. Abuna, you're welcome. God bless you. Nanapuku, welcome once again. Miriam, welcome once again. Mama B, you are welcome. Great work, great work, great work, great work. And then we have uh, Agnes, you are welcome. Mrs. Sylvia Otu, glory to God. God bless you, woman of God, for joining us today. Bishop Stella Marty, all the way from Reading, Essex. Reading or Essex. Glory to God. Her ministry is in Reading and Essex. Glory to God. Yabode, God bless you. You are welcome. Bianca, you are welcome. We appreciate every one of you for joining us today. Keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. Keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. Mm, hallelujah. My goodness, I feel the oil. I feel the spirit of worship. Mm. Joshua Edu, you are welcome. Mm. Pastor J, Emmanuel, I feel the oil. Yes, sir. It's the oil of kings. It's the oil of kings. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. My goodness. Yes, Lord. Yes. 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 Mm. The power and wisdom of embracing change. Hmm. Wisdom will be downloaded today. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Let my worship praise. Mm. Somebody receive your wisdom. There's wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Receive mm-hmm. your healing. Receive your mm-hmm. healing. Receive that divine idea. Something is breaking out on this platform right yes, now. Lord. Yes, Lord. Let my worship praise. Let my worship praise. Let my worship praise. Let my worship praise. Keep sharing, keep sharing, keep sharing. Mm. Divine ideas, divine ideas, divine ideas, divine ideas, divine ideas. 
the spirit of innovation, mm. the spirit of creativity. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. It's already in the house. The spirit of wisdom is already in the house. The spirit of wisdom is already in the house. The spirit of innovation is already in the house. The spirit of creativity is already in the house. Well, share the one who sits upon the throne. Until I am changed to same image as he, I worship the one who sits upon the throne. You know, we read in the Bible where <laughs> the man of God was going to preach, but the spirit of worship was so strong. That they couldn't preach. I can sense something happening, but oh, oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Listen for your God. God bless you. God bless your ministry. God bless your ministry. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, somebody put your clap, your hands together, put that clap icon, press that clap icon. Oh, my God, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. Once again, you are all welcome. I have with me Evangelist and CEO Emmanuel Entry. And then Pastor Jay Battels, I'm telling you, these people came with some additional oil. Combination of oils. And everybody on the platform, I can sense your oil. Everybody commenting, I can sense. I tell you today, we are combining our oils, three oils in addition to all the signatures on the platform with our wives also behind the scene backing us up. The happy family from House of Judah backing us up. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, if I don't stop here, I'm going to go into... <laughs> go into Pastor Jay. Hello, With your music in the background. Just can you give us a brief introduction of yourself and then evangelist uh, Emmanuel Entry do the same and then we shall get the ball rolling. The Spirit of God is already here. So go ahead, Pastor Jay. Absolutely. Welcome, welcome. I want to thank you for your audience this morning. And Bishop, we salute your ministry. It is always a privilege to, you know, have a seat with our Papa. You know, it's 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 one thing. I know today we are talking about change, but um, change is initiated. Change is triggered. And so you need somebody to be that catalyst. You need somebody to be that pioneering force to inspire and, you know, trigger that change. So Bishop, we salute your ministry for inspiring and triggering and proactively pushing for change. So one more time, I salute you. I salute the mama of the house, Mama B, who is an an ever so powerful force in the background. (laughs) We salute you, Mama B. So viewers, once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, My name is Pastor Jay, and if you you probably have seen me somewhere before, you probably uh, uh, see me on your feet. Anyway, if you've not, uh, I'm just a young man who is full of the power of God inside of him, uh, pursuing change, pursuing uh, um, 
breaking through of grounds for the church, for the kingdom. Um, if my professional background has always been in tel- telco, telecommunications, for the past few years I've been in telecommunications, but most importantly, the last few years of my life has been spent in the kingdom, building the kingdom and building people. Amen and amen. Bishop, that's pretty much me. Great joy, Pastor Jay. We are honored to have you. My twin brother, Bishop Gideon Titi Affair, is joining with us. He said, watching. Charlie, that's our language. My twin brother, I love you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. God bless you. Bishop Gideon Titi Affair from Accra, the Spintex Road. This guy is doing, I'm telling you, we salute your oil, my twin brother. God bless you. God bless you. God bless Amen. you for joining Amen. us. Hallelujah. Fabio Wusu, you are welcome. God bless you. God bless you. You are blessed. Everyone joining us today. Abigail Ohiniba Jakun Enchi. God bless you. Is that Mrs. Enchi? That's Mrs. Enchi. The women are not playing, no. No. <laughs> Our wives have not played. Amen. Your oil, your oil. We salute the first ladies. Amen. God bless Amen. you for joining Amen. us. And my team Amen. brother, once again, we are honored to have you with us. And everyone who's joined us on the platform, thank you. Emmanuel Enchi, could you please uh, just give us a brief introduction of yourself? Okay, so um, thank you, Bishop. I think I want to use this opportunity to... Uh, first of all, I mean, I appreciate God for this wonderful opportunity He has given to us and uh, the body of Christ in its entirety. Um, it, it, this is a powerful media we can use to reach out to as many as possible. And I believe it's in the fulfillment of what Jesus intended for the church. And so we are very grateful to God. And also thank you, you know, Bishop and um uh, mommy for you know availing yourself to to be used and um, you you led first and we are following the footsteps and we are on this platform because you took the initiative so That's we it. bless god for your life and we also want to thank god the bible says give honor to the one who honor is due and so we are everly grateful for you know holding our hands mentoring us and giving us such platforms like this of course, I also want to, you know, thank all our wives who and our friends and families who are joined, you know, with us um, this afternoon. Um, I believe we are all going to have a very wonderful time. As you all know, um, I have been in the property business for a, a while now. I'm, I'm a chartered quantity surveyor. I've been practicing for well over 10 years. And um, I have an experience both in the UK and um, in Africa. And by the grace of God, we, we also kind of, you know, got into the property, um, you know, industry in the UK. And by the grace of God, we are making a lot of waves, you know, um, imparting generations. And um, by the grace of God, we are also coming with a force of ministry. You know? And so um, we thank God for all this that he has embedded in us. And so uh, before I forget... I also want to honor my 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 papa, <laughs> my spiritual father. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know. It's, it's quite interesting because he's called Kojo Wood, and I see Bishop Wood. So I'm thinking maybe you, yeah, wow. two of you are related to some Come extent. Kojo Wood, Kojo Wood is my brother, same same father. Oh, really? Is that hard for Cha? Hard for Cha? Yeah, Kojo Wood is my what? blood brother. No <laughs> way! No way! Wow! <laughs> No, amazing. Amazing. 
You know what? You know, Emmanuel, I've always said in my mind, and I haven't told you that your your bishop had pretty much the likeness and the um, countenance of Bishop Hatton. Mm. But wow. it never struck me that there would actually be a <laughs> blood relation. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Amazing, huh? This is the first time I'm hearing this. Yeah, I'm same father. I'm, no. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. We thank God. We thank God. So that's pretty much about me. And yeah. uh, I mean, I think the anointing is too much. We are it's beginning to. anointing is too much, yeah. <laughs> My wife says it's indeed a small world. <laughs> oh, Jesus, thank you, thank you. You are just too much. You are just too much. We just thank your presence in our midst and we are so thank excited. You, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Bobby, God bless you. You are welcome on Instagram. Black Ninja 454. You are welcome on Instagram. So, the power and Wisdom of embracing change. Now let's start. One of you can start. How, why is it important for us to embrace change? Change. And when we talk about change, like I've, I've been teaching for the past two weeks, we're talking about progressive forward moving change. Why is it important for us to learn to embrace, embrace change, positive change? Absolutely. Um, brother, do you want to go first or should I go? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Awesome, awesome. Well, when we talk about change, change is something that you cannot control. You cannot stop change from happening. Whether, I know Bishop, you mentioned about positive change, but regardless, change is change. So if you don't take any steps to remedy that change, then you'll find yourself in a position where you'll be struggling. Now, change, like I said, is something you cannot stop from happening, whether it's good or whether it's bad. The only one thing that is guaranteed in life is change. And then God actually lets us know in the Bible, according to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse number 1, that there's a time for everything, there's a season for everything, there's a time for every purpose. And that is a promise, and that is the one thing that will not change. So the only thing you are guaranteed in this world is change. So you better be on the side of positive change than negative change. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. All right. So just to add to what my brother has just shared, like he rightly said, change is inevitable. Um, we 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 live in a period where things are changing by the click of the clock, and so we have to, you know, move with the speed of which the world itself is changing. I mean, just to make things, you know, give a very simple illustration. There are things that we used to do. There were some infrastructures and, you know, technologies that we are enjoying now, which weren't there, say, for example, 10 years ago. But all these came as a result of change. And so change is quite important. It improves education. And it helps. It gives. It, it opens a lot of opportunity. It helps for improvement, you know, and then it also helps for greatness. Change is quite important, and Jesus himself, you know, adapted change. You know, when Jesus came, he said something very important, and he says that he did not actually come to change what, uh, you know, the law, but he came to strengthen it. In effect, 
you have to understand that change is not, in my opinion, it's not a radical change of something, but it is just an improvement of what exists and how we can, you know, work on that to, you know, to improve and serve humanity even better. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is why change is important in just a nutshell. What do you think would have happened? You know, in this lockdown, a lot has changed within this lockdown. What would have happened if people did not? I remember when the lockdown began, uh, my first teaching on, on the fastest leaders platform was adopt and adapt, adopt mm-hmm. and adapt, adopt and adapt. Now, how important is adopting and adapting, especially in this climate, adopting and adapting? Yeah, it's so important in the sense that if you if you don't adopt or adapt and embrace the change that is happening, all you'd be left with is being left behind. <laughs> you'd be left with being left behind. You mm. see, the thing is, time is constantly moving. Like my brother said, change is inevitable. And so we need to be actually grateful for the opportunity to adapt because that is bringing any crisis, there's, there's this code that says sweet is the use of adversity. Now, adversity is a type of change that nobody wants. Mm-hmm. Adversity is a type of change that is negative and that is something nobody actually um, uh, desires to happen. But when there's a change, whether it's a positive change or negative change, what you have got in control is your perspective. So how you actually see and then actually look at that particular change is what would determine how you adapt or you adopt. So it is very important for you to adopt the necessary change for you to actually ride the wave of the change than to sit back and then stay in your own um, uh, sort of experience, in your own um, uh, knowledge, in your own confinement. Because what happens is change breaks us out of our comfort zone. So if you are staying within your necessary confinement or your comfortable confinements along the borders of your own desires or ideals, change when it happens, if you don't break out and adopt the right techniques, strategies, or information for you to actually serve that change, you end up struggling or you, like I said, you'll be left with being left behind. Mm. Mm. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I trust you have been blessed. Joshua Edu, you are welcome. Uh, Bishop Milan, watching all the way from Zambia, God bless you. You are welcome. God bless you. Now, we are in uh, this coming uh, Monday. is uh, known as Valentine's Day. <laughs> now, what are some of the things that we are changing to ensure that our relationships We'll keep getting better and better that we can share um, what should our wives and the ladies expect. Actually, I'm wondering <laughs> if, I, if I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to commit to you guys. Let me not get into trouble. Now, what are some of the things that we can improve in our relationship that we can share with um, our audience um, on the platform? preparing for uh, Valentine's Day on Monday. What are some of the things that we can do better as men? Uh, I'm sure the women will put their suggestions on the platform to tell us which restaurant they want to take us or <laughs> they want us to take them. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the power and wisdom of embracing change. You have been married for a couple of years. Yes. How yes. important has been the power and wisdom of embracing change 
I know we dealt, we spoke with Pastor Jay some time ago where we talked about some things that we didn't know before we got married and how we're willing to embrace change and make progressive, uh, uh, I mean, make progress uh, yeah. through those elements of embrace. So how important is the yeah. power and the wisdom of embracing change to take our relationships and everyone that is watching on the platform to the okay. next level for it to get better and better? All right. So, um, Bishop, thanks for the question. Very good question. Um, by the grace of God, we've been married for uh, quite a while. Uh, but um, this, I guess, I would have been married for 10 years. So, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm expecting oh, to celebrate my 10 years anniversary. I know it may be um, small for some um, adults who are watching who have been in marriage for probably more than we I have. But um, it's, it's, it's a journey that I don't take for granted. Um, mm. There's been a lot of things that we have learned, we have, we've adapted, you know, along the journey. And so, um, you know, change is very important. And, you know, as we have been approaching Valentine's Life, uh, Bishop said, what, what are some of the things we can do? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like I said, when, especially for those of us who are coming from the, you know, ethnic uh, black community, the, mm-hmm. you know, minority black community, mm-hmm. we, there is a perception, you know, where, because of where we, 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 we grew from, there is a perception that the man is always the head of the house and mm. the, the women must serve them, you know. And so sometimes um, people, you know, want to carry along that perception as much as it's entirely not wrong. I also believe that we are, in a, we are within, you know, a generation or a period where you know, we have to learn to treat each other equally. Mm. So, the things that women are doing in the home, men can also do at home. And then the things that men are doing in the home, women can also do at home. One of the things that, um, you know, helps me a lot, and I think that even coming Valentine's Day, I'll probably be, because my wife is on this platform, I don't need to say it. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a, one, thing, one thing they try and do for, for, for uh, they try and do is, Trying to get us to reveal the surprises of our this time. Yeah, we are standing <laughs> our ground. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is is to you know, uh, I mean, find out some of the stuff that you know they they love doing and yeah. they be doing for you, and mm. probably just turn the wheel around. It for me, it's not about major things like buying them a Gucci bag and all those things, but the small details. Just mm. you know, concentrating on the small details. You know, something, something like, you know, breakfast, you know, making breakfast for them. You know, some minor things that you know they used to do for us. Now we want to turn the wheel around and say, can we, you sit and relax, can we rather serve you? Because somebody put a clap, somebody put that clap, clap in the, in the comment box, put that clap icon in the comment box, put that clap icon, somebody put that clap icon right there. But when the battle said, Daddy, you are in the spirit. I am in the spirit. Ah, asking that question. Go ahead. So, so, so we, we want them to sit at the, you know, at the back seat. We want to, we want to drive them. You know, we want to help them. We want to take the children out. You know, we, we want to, you know, tell them to relax and give them a warm treatment. You know, sometimes we just do it too much and it becomes even costly taking them to this restaurant. And no, 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 no. 
this time stay home, relax, I'll serve you, I'll do the mm. dishes, I'll, you know, I'll do the laundries, I'll take care of the case, I'll, you know, I'll just relax and chill. Mm. And then um, I believe some of these small details would help, you know, to, you know, to, to uh, spice up our love, uh, particularly um, this time, this time we are entering into um, Valentine's Day. Probably, I think that is, 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 um, is on Monday, isn't it? Valentine's Day yeah. is on Monday. Mm, yeah. yeah. And so that, these are some of the things that um, we can do. And so if you are not used to some of these things, it would, it is, I mean, for, I would say that it is well important that you probably maybe go to YouTube and learn something, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very good at cooking, but uh, for example, I can learn something small and surprise my wife with. You know, this is also change, you know. Yes. You know, changing Absolutely. the way you, you, uh, you approach the subject of love within mm-hmm. your marriage, to spice up the marriage and hold it going. Amen. Powerful, powerful. Mama B said, women, our matter is not hard. Cry. The little <laughs> things will go a long way. Speak, sir. Speak, sir. Speak, sir. Yeah, yeah, like the, I'm going to get, uh, Mrs. Uh, 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 this, <laughs> this is the way I do my stuff. I get, I surprise people and set them up. Last yeah. I'm on the platform, uh, uh, Sandra Aquaba, God bless you. Good to have you with us today. I use this platform to, 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 uh, create surprises. We'll be great. I think you agree. Everybody on this platform agree with me. I command you to agree with me with what I'm going to suggest. Uh, Mrs. Sylvia Otu, Mrs. H. Mrs. Bateos, and Mama B. To feature on lunch hour with high achievers. Hey! <laughs> the four of them will feature on lunch hour with high achievers. We're going to get a date and get them to come and bless us on this platform. Amen. And then, Amen. And then, Amen. And then Pastor Otu will join the three of us at another session. Amen. If you agree, say I agree. Please put in the comment box, I agree. And then we'll <laughs> so, Mrs. H, Mrs. Mattel, we need to hear from we need to hear from the first ladies. Glory to God. We wow, wow, open wow. the door for you guys. <laughs> Mama, Mrs. Mattel says, "Yay, yay, <laughs> Pastor Jay, we are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good, it's a good trouble. It's yeah, very power, nice to the we power want to of embracing change. Glory to God. So, Pastor Jay." Yeah. What would you have to say about that? Noel says we need to take the women to Dubai. My goodness. Glory to God. We receive the grace. We receive Amen. the grace. Okay, Amen. Pastor Jay, you can also answer the same question that uh, Emmanuel just answered. Um, yeah. Yes, sir. Um, I think uh, Emmanuel quite nailed it there. Um, yes, by the grace of God, myself as well, this year, <clears throat> in by June, I would also have been married to my a beautiful wife um, for 10 years as well. So it will wow. be our first decade as well. Um, and it's been a journey, right? Mm. And one thing that I've learned, and especially it's actually quite interesting we talk about the subject of change because um, one thing I think spouses miss a lot is that your spouse from the day you get married don't mm. stay the same. Mm. The day you get married, the, the following day, their mindset has changed, their perspective has changed, their marital status has changed. And so they, as, a, as an individual, they are changing, they are evolving, they are developing, they are advancing. So if you continue to look at your spouse 
from the same point of view as you met them, even prior to when you got married, you will miss certain things. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that is one of the fundamental reasons that a lot of spouses, very compatible, but they are incompatible in certain situations. Because one is looking from the point of, you know, where they started, as mm-hmm. opposed to where they have gotten to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with, with, like Emmanuel said, at this point of, um, you know, Valentine's Day and stuff like that, what the key thing here is that change is eventful. Change is eventful. So, mm-hmm. what you can do is to take advantage of the opportunity for you to break out, you know, sometimes in certain relationships and like certain, some, some of the um, uh, couples that I've spoken to and sort of um, counseled or helped out in the past is there is sometimes a deadlock or a friction because of certain, you know, uh, um, stuff that has gone on in the uh, relationship. And so like a day like Valentine should should be your biggest catalyst as a spouse to be able to leverage the opportunity to break that friction. You know, it's it just it's just an opportunity for you yourself to level up and then and you know uh, bring that spice, like Emmanuel said, to your to your um, relationship. So one of the things you can do, like I said, is to now look at your spouse not from where they used to be, but where they are now. Mm. And when you see them from that point of view, is where you you'd have the wisdom. They are your spouse. You know, the two are one. So you'll be able to identify what it is. But that, like Emmanuel said, there's one thing that everybody wants in this life is rest. <laughs> you know, and then um, it's just a bit of pumping here. And then occasionally I create a spa in my home for my wife. And she'll be wow. looking at me thinking like, what, what, what? What is this like? She said, where, where did I sleep today? What, what is going on? What is it? You know, you have to be spontaneous every now and then. And then I, I'm not going to hire someone because I, I do, I actually go take the um, effort, look out what is involved in this, and then just put one or two things together, create a mini spa in the home, and then just, you know, treat it a little bit. Like they said, um, it's just a little thing. So something like that, very little, but, like, it, you know, it, it just shows them that you actually do care about them, and then, obviously, you love them. Wow. I believe you are catching some tips. They are sharing their secrets and some of the, uh, the, uh, the things that are working for them. They are sharing with us. The team for the past two, three weeks has been the power and the wisdom of embracing change. What used to work previously in the past may not be working. That is why we are taught to learn, unlearn, and relearn. That's why we bring great people like this on the platform to share their wisdom. That's what we call it, the wisdom and the power of embracing change in every area of our lives. At the moment, we're dealing with relationships, and then we'll be coming to the aspect of our business. Business, business, making money. We know the ladies like that aspect about <laughs> the money. I tell you, no matter how much you give your wife, uh, how much she earns, you always have to add some more. This morning, my wife asked for some money. She said, can you give me 10 pounds to go and get some fruits for the house? And then I heard, whether it was me talking to myself or it was the Spirit of God talking, all I heard was, when they ask for 10, make it 20. That's it. When they ask for 20, make it 30 or 40. Don't give them the exact amount they ask for. 
Because they will go there and then they will see additional things that they will say is necessary for the house. Glory <laughs> to God. Now, how important is money, 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 money in our relationships, in our careers, in our business? How important is it for us to be financially educated, financially literate? How important is it for us to embrace the wisdom and the power of change when it comes to money matters? Money matters in our career, in our profession, in our ministry, in our marriage, in our families, and our day-to-day activity. How important is that? Think about it as I welcome the following people. Linda Araba Kufi, God bless you for joining us. God bless you. You are welcome. God bless you. You are welcome. Hallelujah. Sandra, you're welcome once again. How important is money matters? And then we're talking to God. These two gentlemen are in ministry and also they are heavily involved in uh, business. Heavily involved in property management. So we're going to be talking about all that. So these are people are are, are loaded. They are not just one-sided, is they are, they are uh, all-rounders, and we need that uh, in this particular uh, environment in Jesus' precious name. So, how important is money in marriage, in relationship, in our careers, in our profession? How important is it for us to be financially literate, financially mm-hmm. educated, financially intelligent? How important is money matters? Okay, so um, I'm, I'm going to pick this, and I believe Pastor Jay will also come in. This is one of, you know, one of the uh, the biggest problem I believe that um, the church is facing. Marriage, um, a lot of marriages are facing, and even individuals. So the importance of of money, you know, cannot be, you know, over emphasized on in, in our lives, you know, even in our ministry and in our in our daily work. You see, we, we live in a world where you can't do anything without money. Mm-hmm. Now we believe in the power of God, but even to broadcast the word of God, you need money to be able Absolutely. to push the word of God. Mm-hmm. To to spice up your marriage, sometimes you need money. It's mm-hmm. it's quite important. And um, you know, to even live a very good healthy life, to be able to register to a good gym and go and have, you know, some trainers to train you. You need money. And so money is very integral when it comes to our development as a people. To some extent, even our relationship with God, you know, and amongst ourselves. We were talking about, um, uh, me and Pastor, you know, Jay, we were, we were making a research and we were looking into some numbers. You know, I want to hit on the church. Maybe Pastor Jay will hit on the family bit. And we, we, we realized that when it came to the pandemic, a lot of churches had to close down mm-hmm. because of the effect of the pandemic. Yeah. And there, is one, there was one particular church that was doing very well, which, was, which, which is Church of England. Mm-hmm. And when every church was going down, Church of England was going up. Right. Because Church of England had certain knowledge that many churches <coughs> didn't have. So mm-hmm. they're the saying that the difference between the wealthy and the poor is information, is knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so they had something that, you know, other churches don't have. And I want to use this platform to say that it is good to be spiritual, but becoming financially successful is also spiritual. Because yeah. it actually, you know, helps 
you know, to, um, to, to, you know, um, kind of, um, seals the intents of God for us. Because God himself said that in my father's house are mansions. He didn't even say houses or flats. Yeah. Mm. Mansions. Mm. And mansions are not cheap. Jesus also described heaven as, you know, a place with rows of gold and, and other stuff. So we are looking at a great God who has so much money and possession, you mm. know. And we can fall back to our predecessors, look at the forefathers, look at Abraham, look at the Davids, look at the Solomons, look at how, you know, look at the Jacobs, the Esau, how blessed they are. Even look at Job, how blessed they are and how easy it was for them to function in their ministry. And so I think money is very important in our lives. Money helps us to even serve God better. Um, someone said something very interesting. He says that... <laughs> <laughs> Anointing without money is annoyance. <laughs> Absolutely. Or a robot. Or a robot, yes. Yes. And, 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 it is, and it is very important. Very true. Very true. I always say that if everyone was blessed and everyone had, you know, um, literacy in acquiring wealth, when we come to church, tithe probably won't be an issue. Because mm. when you call someone to come and give tithe, we have, and so we give, all right? Mm-hmm. And so it won't be an issue. But most of the time, a lot of people don't give because they don't have. Those who have and they don't give, probably they are just greedy. But mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have because they, that is why they challenge some of the things, the seeds, the stuff that, you know, you call over in church. So I believe money is quite important. And as a church, you know, and an individual, we should embrace it and seek knowledge so that we can build wealth for ourselves. I totally agree. Mama B says, sometimes we will not pray certain prayers if we have money. <laughs> Very true, isn't it? Pastor Jay, right on, right on that one. There are certain <laughs> prayers that, that believers sometimes pray that is not necessary. If we had money, there will be no... I mean, most of the prayers of certain believers always has to do with finances. And things are being taught. We have been taught to make sure that we are, like you said, uh, is uh, being spiritual, prayer is spiritual, and also money making, wealth creation is also spiritual. I mean, <laughs> it's very, very important that we learn about financial intelligence, financial education, power to create wealth, power to get wealth, power to distribute wealth. It's all part of the gospel. And like uh, the statement right there, sometimes we will not pray certain prayers if we have money. Pastor Jay, how true is that? That is absolutely spot on in the sense that <clears throat> I was um, speaking, I don't remember which platform, I think just last week, one of the um, platforms I was speaking on, and I was talking about the fact that if you needed, um, if you needed uh, health, a health solution, you don't go to the mechanic. Yeah. If, you're, if there's something wrong with your liver, you don't go and see a mechanic. So if there's something wrong with your finances, you need to see someone who has the wisdom, the, the, the knowledge to be able to fix that. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, a lot of believers don't realize that actually the difference between where they are and where they are meant to be can be bridged with information, mm-hmm. can be bridged with knowledge. Now, with what Mama B said is so spot on, and I'll come back to that, but let me just put this out there for, you know, everyone that's on this platform to understand this. When God created man and woman, he said that, let them have dominion. 
Anybody who is not dominating will be oppressed, oppressed, and dominated. Period. Mm -hmm. That is just a principle. God has created you to be in a place of dominion. So if you are not dominating, you will be oppressed, oppressed, whether it's financially, emotionally, mentally, whatever it is. But in this case, we are talking about money. Now, this is how crucial money is, right? According to Matthew chapter 6, verse number 24. Now, God has said that he does not share his glory with anyone. Mm. Period, right? That's agreed that he is absolute and doesn't share his glory with anyone. But Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 says, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Now, God says, I don't share my glory with anyone, but this is the first time God has said that money is a master, I am a master. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, you must serve God and dominate money. Mm -hmm. If you don't dominate money, money will dominate you. And so yeah. you, you become a servant of money. Oh. Oh. So it is very crucial that as a believer, you learn the skills, the strategy, the know-how to dominate money. Yeah. So, you know, that I cannot stress on that. I'm so passionate about that. Sometimes I get critical. And then, you know, we talk about the fact that you don't pray certain prayers as a believer. I mean, like somebody's prayer is just to have like, you know, and this is a sad one, you know, just to have one pound to actually go to the drugstore to buy paracetamol because mm -hmm. of headache. Just, just paracetamol, you know, yeah. something that you and I may not be an issue for us, but there are people, that is the extent to which some people are being dominated by money. Mm -hmm. That to, to the point that what is absolutely necessary for their health even, they cannot afford it. Yeah. So it is very important for you and I as believers to do whatever it takes to put ourselves in a position of dominion so we can serve God properly and then dominate money or make money. I, I have, I have um, this, this um, thing uh, for my family that we serve God so money serves us, period. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't take that position of domination or, or dominion, you will be dominated. Hallelujah. Yeah. Why do you think people find difficulty? I mean, let's talk about this money. You know, Jesus said um, uh, there are two masters, God and then money. Mm -hmm. now, you notice that he didn't say the, uh, uh, two masters. He didn't even mention the devil. It's not God yeah. hasn't got any issue with the devil at all. Is an entity. <laughs> the, the, the issue is <laughs> the issue is God is a master. Money is a must. The devil does not come in there at all. No, the one who no. people are afraid of. Money. That's why why people get really worked up when you talk about finances or you talk about tithe, you talk about offering in within the church setting. I know Pastor Imam uh, 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 mentioned there are some people who don't give because they don't have. Now, we understand that. Now, they asked about those who have. But don't like to give. He said it's, it's either it's either going to be what it's either greed or yeah. selfishness or stinginess yeah. or whatever. Now we cannot operate on this planet without dealing with the subject of money. Now, yeah. how important is uh, talking about the power and the wisdom of embracing change? You know, especially within this climate of the lockdown, where people, some people, just stopped tithing. Mm -hmm. Now, how important is the wisdom and the power of embracing change, the mindset in the aspect of making sure that no matter what happens, you tithe 
and you give offerings in church. How important is that? All right. Um, Bishop, thanks again for asking this very, uh, very, very important question. I think, um, uh, personally, my concept about giving is is quite different from just having money. Mm-hmm. Um, we are custodians of yes, right. what we have been given, stewards. Yes. And what I have is not mine. Mm-hmm. I'm a watchman of what I have. So if the master demands of it, it must go back to the master. That is how we believe as Christians, you know, you know, tongue-speaking believers that God deals with us. And so we don't give because we have. We give because, number one, we are stewards and the master demands it or it is needed to advance the work of the master, it must go. Number two, we give because we love. And so, your giving, it actually shows the extent at which you love God. That is the reason why I always say that it is quite frustrating when people are actually criticizing. I know that some men of God abuse giving in the church. Mm-hmm. But giving shouldn't have been a thing to even talk about in the Christendom. Because yeah. not, you, there is nothing you have that God didn't give to you. And that includes, that is includes money. And so it is very, very important that we get then, first of all, we are able to understand why God gave us that money. And so knowledge is key. Understand where the money came from. And who is the source who provided you with that money? Now, once you are able to understand that, then your mindset will shift. So they talk about change. So now change comes into play here. So your mindset about having money and giving money in the church now changes because yeah. you know that it's not mine. I am only looking after it. And so if it is needed for the kingdom, if it is needed to bless others, if it needed to do something, we have to. I've forgotten the name of this man, but he says something very, very important. Um, when I remember the name, I will mention. But he said that when God blesses him with a hundred thousand dollars it is his no problem when god blessed him with 500 it is his but when god put a million it's not his when god put one hundred million in his house he said that the community has trusted me he probably is not a christian so he said for the he believed the community has trusted me to give me all this money so he must go back to helping the community. Mm. So I think that we need to first of all sit down and um, reason through why God has blessed yes. us. And once we have that knowledge and that information, it actually frees our spirit and helps us to give why God has blessed us or not we have. Because there are times truly, truly you don't have, but you have to give. Mm. But if you only give because you have, then where is the blessing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think it is quite important we have that mental shift. And once that is established, then giving won't be an issue of a problem uh, in the church. Ladies and gentlemen, we're speaking about the wisdom and the power of embracing change, changing our mindsets about different subjects. We, we spoke about our ministry, spoke about uh, relationships. Now we're talking about money matters, the need for us to have the right mindset about money.
money, embracing change when it comes to money. You give because you love God. You give because you are a steward. We don't have to wait until we have before we give right where we are. Listen, if we can acknowledge God and can thank Him for your present state, then He will move you on to the next level. If you can thank Him for where you are, thank Him for the little, like the widow, what they call the widow's might. If you can thank Him for where you are, and you can give from where you are to expand the kingdom of God, to establish the kingdom of God, to prioritize the kingdom of God, I tell you, you are a candidate for the best of God. Pastor Jay, what do you want to add to what we just said? And then from there we shall move into the businesses and the properties, property management. Awesome. So um, it, it, it is interesting when we talk now. I, I just want to talk on just that, that Titan aspect that you brought because it's a broad subject. Yes. I think we need a whole day to actually talk on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yes. Sort of thing. But, you know, the reason why um, people struggle or have issues when you when you talk about tithing, mm. right? It's because you are tithing. Your understanding of tithing is for the wrong thing. If you are tithing because of money, you are doing it wrong. Mm. See, tithing goes beyond money. Now, if you are tithing, if you if you are saying you are tithing because of you know, being, uh, or, of receiving abundance, quoting for Malachi that the windows of heaven will be open. Those, those are by, like, those are the least things that your tithe should be doing for you. Why do I say that? Because tithing down, if you get into the upper bracket or the 1% of the wealthy and the successful, they don't need money any longer. They are at a point where they have excess and abundance of money. So if tithing is for money, it's, uh, basically is relegated. Mm-hmm. Now, so as a believer, you need to understand that the tithing you're giving is just a token of covenant with God. Now, that your your tithing, tithing does the things or it, it, it's initiate or activate the covenant of the things that money cannot buy. Yes. So you activate what, you know, when I say money cannot buy, money cannot buy your health. If yes. you tithe today and God gives you one million pounds today or tomorrow and the next day you don't have the health to enjoy it what was the essence of that mm-hmm. lesson of tithing in money come on if you tithe today and mm-hmm. then God, and then all your prayer is that god opened the windows of heaven for me to actually have some money then what happens when you get the one million pounds that you've been praying for yes divorce the next morning mm-hmm. your joy is gone your peace is gone. What happens when you type today and the next morning your family is in despair? So mm-hmm. you need to understand that actually you whether you have a lot or little, tithing should be your, your focus. Like you should want to do that because you understand that it's an activation of the covenant of God beyond money. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. That's I trust all of you understand. <laughs> Understand this principle, very, very important, very, very important, very, very important. He gave it to us in the first place, and when he comes and says, this is what I want you to do, says, honor me with thy substance and the first fruit of all your increase, and I shall make sure that your bands are filled with plenty, and my, your presses are best out or will best out with new wine. So, embracing the concept 
of 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 uh, of tithing and giving in your ministry, and it is for your advantage, and it's for the expansion of the kingdom of God. Now, as we begin to round up, why is it? How important is it for us to not just pray, not just go to church, not just serve in church? but also to become a voice in the marketplace, in the seven mountains, in industry, in commerce, in science, in medicine, in, 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 uh, in, in entertainment, the seven mountains. How important is it for us not just to, we must go to church, we must tithe, we must serve, we must pray, but how important in addition to prayer, in addition to all the things that we do within church, how important is it for us to have our mindset shifted for us to know that we must be the Josephs of our generation, the Daniels of our generation, we must be the Abrahams of our generation, not just spiritual within the four walls, but to be a voice in the marketplace. How important is it for us to have that balance? Okay, so, you know... There is a Bible verse that says that for the the kingdom of you know our Lord you know is soon becoming the the kingdom of this world yes. is becoming the kingdoms of our Lord. Lord. It's talking about domination, you know, yes. domination, domination. Now, when you are dominating, you don't only dominate in the four corners of of of, of your church. Yes. And so now, I think that we Christians, you know, we must begin to think a little bit outside of the walls of the church. We must have the concept of activating church without walls. The, you know, um, we must advocate and promote campaign for this, you know, you know, this mindset of church without walls. Yeah. Ability to dominate. The world as we see operates on some what we call economical power. Yeah. All right. That is what the world operates on. So the prayer is important, you know. The word is important, but then we cannot take the factor of economical power from the church. You see, the reason why, the reason why, if you take um, Islam, for example, is strong is because unity is one, but there is an element of financial power. Mm -hmm. In Judaism, there is an element of financial power. A lot of Jews, um, most of the things that we have, are actually invented by Jews. Yes. There are a lot of marketplaces and businesses that are, you know, within the folks 1,000 or, you know, 10,000, which are actually, you know, um, 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 started by Jews or owned yes. by Jews. Mm -hmm. And so the concept of economical power should be also very, very important for the church. Because if we want to dominate, if we want to hold on if we want to push and to be able to reach out, to be able to get our voices to be heard, then we must begin to think a bit more outside of the box and see how we can dominate certain specific areas within the industry. And having said that, I just want to say that imagine if we own our own churches. 70% or 80% of, of churches in England owns our own churches. Mm -hmm. Now, do you know that most churches are now becoming, are, are being turned into flats and clubs and, and pubs? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because we are struggling. 
members, the church is feeding on the finance of the members. And mm. so what happens is if members cannot give enough, we mm. don't have enough to buy or acquire or even pay our rent. And so we are chucked out. And so sometimes if you want to get a church, you know, we've been in the property industry when some churches approach us and others to help them to, um, to, to, to find a church. It becomes a problem because the moment you mention, can I have this place for a place of service? You have issue. They will mm. not call you again. Why? Because those who are custodian, not, but owners of those properties are not Christians. So yeah. imagine if Christians owns 70% of the commercial real estate in the UK. Yeah, then getting right. a place of worship won't be a problem. So yeah. but this does not come just only by prayer. It also comes by action. And the action, we are talking about prayer back with works. Yes. All right. So I pray, but I also find the knowledge that will help me to, you know, develop or acquire that, you know, what it takes to be able to um, bring my prayer into existence. And so when God, was, when God wants to bless people, I remember there is a story between Elijah and this woman who had just, you know, an oil and, a, you know, I think a bread. And Elijah said, all right, give it to me to eat. And afterwards, you will see what happened. So the woman now gives to Elijah. Now Elijah says, bring every single bowl that you have. And as long as the woman continues to bring, you know, those vessels, the oil was pouring until yeah. the vessels finished. What I'm trying to say is that the more we have, the more God will bless and the more we multiply. But if we are not going out to find vessels for God to bless, if we are not creating businesses for God to bless, if we are not creating avenues for our people to attain higher authorities for God to bless, then we are going to sink. And so, just because of time, I'm going to end here, but I cannot over overemphasize on the importance of we as a church or the body of Christ embracing this economical you know, change and beginning to think outside of the box and going out there to invade the workplace and own it for, for Christ. Amen. Pastor Jay. Hello, Bishop. Emmanuel, I think that is spot on and it lays, you know, the good foundation for me to actually buttress that. <clears throat> now, and I think it ties in also with what Mama B said that a lot of Christians will not pray for certain types of prayers and um, mm. You know, uh, when when you you are in the know, or you know what to do, or if you have the right uh, money, uh, you know, money to do those things. Now I'm going to quote two scriptures and um, quickly just because of time. Now God says, "I give the ability to create wealth." He God doesn't give you the wealth; He gives you the no. ability. He's giving mm-hmm. you the mind, he's giving you the hands, he's giving you the eyes, he's giving you the mouth. Some of you on here on this platform, you are, you're thinking, well, I don't know what to do to be able to create wealth. But God has given you hands. You know, God has given you legs. You can walk. Nothing stops you from being the number one, uh, uh, you know, uh, top runner for your country. You probably you haven't explored, explored how to run, but Usain Bolt today is one of the fastest, uh, um, one of the wealthiest people because he became the fastest man on the planet at some point in time. Why? Because he used his legs. What do you have that you are not using? Yes. Moses was was tasked to bring people that were in slavery. Right. There's nobody who is in slavery that can be wealthy. There's nobody who is in slavery that cannot uh, will not be in poverty. Okay. So I don't know what type of slavery you are in, 
But whatever it is, there's something that you have got that, you know, God can use to bring you out. Okay, so now Moses was tasked to go bring these people out of this poverty, and all he had in his hand was a staff. And then you're thinking, why, like, you know, God asked him a question, what do you have in your hands? Yes, in your hands. A staff. I'm asking you also on this platform, what do you have in your hands? Do you have the ability to speak? Do you have the ability to walk? Do you have the ability to do anything with your hands? As long as you have your five senses with you, you have something with you. Okay, now just to bring it to a close on that because of time, Psalms 90 verse 17, and I want this to root inside of you because of what Emmanuel said and what Bishop has said, right? That, you know, you're going to pray, you're going to do all of that, but if you don't work, it's not going to happen. Psalm yeah. 90 verse 17, Bible says, may the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Now, we pray for favor so many times, right? But this is what he says. When the favor comes upon you, this is what favor is going to do. It's going to establish for us the work of our hands. Yes, establish the work of our hands. You yeah. haven't got any works to your hands. How is the favor of God going to work for you? Mm-hmm. You need to have your hands doing something, working for the favor to work. Now, Deuteronomy yeah. chapter 28, verse number 12. The Lord will open the heavens, his abundant storehouse, to send rain in your land in season and to bless all the works of your hands. Yeah. That is only when you will be able to lend to nations and you will not borrow from them. So, you ha- it is so critical that you must have something working on. Your hands must have something which will be a channel or an avenue for God to channel his blessings through. And that is yeah. only when you come into that place of dominion. So very, very important. And Emmanuel touched on those things. And because of time, I'm not, if I start on that one, I don't think I'll finish. <laughs> but I'm so, so passionate about it because, listen, you need to create your own economy. Yeah. If now we are an economy where the, the, the economists don't know what to do because mm-hmm. inflation they created is in sky roof and they don't know what to do about it so if you are dependent on the economy of united kingdom you will be struggling if you are dependent on the economy of ghana you'll be struggling you have to depend on the economy of the kingdom and the kingdom economy is the economy that empowers you to create your own economy And so, unfortunately, people think that relying on the kingdom is just through prayer. However, the principle of the kingdom is, yes, the prayer and the works. And those two coming together is how you are established. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm in good company. <laughs> years ago, years, years, years ago, you know, when I got saved, I used to listen to people like the Copelands and the the Hosas and the, the Papa Yodipus and the, um, uh, well created the Avanzinis getting debt free, you know. And so when I started my Christian journey, I started teaching pastoring. I knew some of these things and were practicing them and then teaching them. It was difficult for people to grasp, you know, don't just because I know a friend of mine, Pastor Dili Olawangli, wrote a book called Prayer is Not the Key. And he said he caught a lot of flack because people said, why should you say prayer is not the key? Prayer is the master key. Now, prayer is one of the keys. Prayer is not the only key. Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. When you look at your bunch of keys, you don't have a bunch. They don't call one key a bunch. They say bunch of keys. And keys open various doors. Now, you need various keys. Prayer is a key. Wisdom is a key. Uh, fasting is a key. 
Working is a key. Diligence is a key. Creativity is a key. You need the different keys to open the doors within this kingdom. You need various keys in order to be relevant. And so all that um, our distinguished gentlemen are teaching us is we need the wisdom and the power of embracing change for us to understand that we must become a voice. We shouldn't only depend on prayer. We shouldn't only depend on church attendance. We shouldn't only depend on service. We shouldn't only depend on fasting. We must engage. We must be balanced. Engage all these faculties. He says, I will give you power, wisdom, ability, enablement, anointing, opportunities to go create wealth. And your wealth is inside you. Like the example they give, Second Kings chapter 4 is key. The woman came to the man of God says, my husband has died. We are in debt. I'm sure he was expecting Pastor Jay and Pastor Emmanuel and myself to pray, do gymnastics, and just pray some of those prayers, and then his, his story would change. No, it doesn't work that way. So what do you have in your house? Now, within, we are about to finish within 15 minutes, 10 minutes. How important? I'm giving you two minutes each because of time. I'm going to get them to come back because we're going to talk about their properties, business, and then we also need to talk about the initiative they are uh, uh, setting out for pastors and churches to be able to have uh, have the capacity to be able to get their own church buildings, like the plight of, that Emmanuel mentioned, where churches don't have their own. But many churches lost their buildings. Many churches lost their members. I mean, a lot has been happening. And God has put upon their hearts to do something to help churches and pastors, and they're going to organize a seminar and a webinar to help pastors and churches become financially empowered to be able to get their property. So, as we round up, I'm going to give you two, three minutes each. Just give us a nutshell of that initiative that you have, and also how important is it for every one of us to identify the gifts, the individual gifts that God has given us to develop those gifts and deploy those gifts to create wealth and become a voice in our generation. Okay, yeah, sorry about that. Um, I will touch on the um, the the church initiative stuff, yeah. and then uh, yeah. Pastor Jay can add on and also to, um, answer the second question. Yeah. Um, we we believe that when it comes to financial prosperity, like we rightly said, it is God who blesses man, but God bless the hands of our works. Yeah. Investment is the bedrock of every financial you know, um, success. Mm -hmm. And so um, we think that if we want to have, you know, um, sustainable, you know, financial future as a church, then we must cultivate the habit of investing. All right. But then how can you invest if you don't have? Now, what a lot of churches are struggling with, particularly those who are looking to buy their own houses, their own, you know, church buildings, are because they, they don't have the funds. And those who have the funds is as though the money is not, you know, multiplying. But there are investment opportunities you can actually put the money through a safe and minimal risk-free investment opportunities that as a church you can invest in and see God multiply your little seed so that when it is due, you can invest that into acquiring your own place. And so, you know, 
we came together and by the grace of God, God gave us a wisdom to establish you know, an opportunity for churches to begin to buy their own properties. Mm-hmm. Now, it may not probably even start from buying your own church, but it will start from investing into real estate. Because we know that Church of England invests in real estate. Mm-hmm. So why not us? And so we want, because we want to create the opportunity, because this is what we do, and we can spot some when we see if this is an opportunity. And then when we see the opportunity, we want to bring churches together to invest in that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And when the, it is time for the, the investments to mature, they will receive their investment back plus the appreciation or the interest that it comes to it. Now, so imagine if you are a church and you have like 20,000 sitting in the bank or 30,000 sitting in the bank. It doesn't do anything. Inflation is actually piling up. It's on the sky, you know, <laughs> it's, it's sky high. And so your money sitting in the bank is depreciating because of inflation. Whereas if you were to invest this into a real estate business or a real estate opportunity, the money can grow and accumulate or appreciate. And then when it has matured, you would receive a return from your investment. And that will become a vehicle to help you to attain your own uh, church building because commercial properties are not cheap. And so we are going to be leaving our website. There are a lot of investment opportunities that we have spotted, some which will be opening. We are also going to create, you know, a joint venture opportunity where churches are going to come together to invest. We have our sole investment opportunity where if you want to go solely as a church and you want to keep buying properties and building up this cash flow to be able to help fuel the church and the activities that you do, you can take opportunity of that as well. And and many others, but which obviously because of time I cannot say now, but um, I hope we will get another opportunity to um, to explain further. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Pastor Jay, you want to add something to it? I'm going to give you all my number for you to text that number. Then I can pass the details that we get over onto them for them to get in touch with you and explain to you the dimensions and the things that they can do. Say, if you are watching and you want to uh, get some more information, text 07. Mama B, could you please put that number on there for them? Text 07. 956-815714. Instead of sending everybody bombarding, you know, just send your interest, just send interested in what they are talking about. Send it to 07956-815714. We're going to arrange a seminar. We're going to, they have a, we're going to have one. In a particular area, I'm going to speak to them. We're going to try and have one also in Croydon, in our premises, to invite the pastors within the London Borough of the South East London, South West London, to come over to House of Judah, the pastors, business opportunities. We're going to do something. We'll collaborate, network, and then do this together. Uh, We are kingdom. These are kingdom-minded people. So once again, the number is 07956815. 714. You want to get to know more about these investment opportunities. You are a pastor. You want to take advantage of this opportunity or wisdom to know how to go about it. The number is 07956. Send the word interest 
to the same interest as a text to 07956815714. Get it collated and they will forward it to them and then let you know the date that will start. They'll get this seminar or webinar done. Pastor Jay, you want to round off with us? We need to get back, you guys back because there's a lot more to cover. We we are oh. we are here we are here for the kingdom. That's 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 exactly what, what awesome. we do. And, you know, awesome. by the privilege of grace, you know, um, like we found ourselves in the kingdom and God, you know, put Emmanuel and I together, and mm. we've got this theme, building together. You know, it, it, and then Bishop, you know, from when you 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 know you met Emmanuel and I, and and when we started talking about actually stepping out and everything, we had one theme which was if you want to go fast, go alone, but if yeah. you want to go further go together you see like taking a step to you know um creating wealth can be very daunting you're you you may not have the right knowledge you know you may not have all the funding that is necessary but however what matters that you need to start and that is i think the crown of everything we've spoken about today that you need to get to a point where you want to bring change to your financial standing you want to bring change to the finances of your family to the finances of your church to the community as a whole you need to start thinking beyond yourself and that is the only reason why some people are stuck where they are is because when they think about money they only think about themselves but you need to get to a point where you you think of impacting and having more than enough to be able to support and build others and that is the fundamental um or people of j impact group where we say we have to build together and you know in in our business there are three areas where we have or three businesses that we have but particularly the one that is relevant most relevant i think to the kingdom is the kingdom wealth and business now the kingdom wealth business aims to help individuals corporate bodies and charity institutions to start up scale up and then you know uh, build themselves up to a point where they are financially independent and that's our passion so all i'm saying to you is regardless of how little you how much little you think you have regardless of how much time you think you don't have regardless of how difficult you think things are the one thing that is the worst of it all is for you not to even start at all so yes investing may be difficult it may be challenging it may you may not have the knowledge and whatever it is and those are problems or challenges but the biggest challenge that will cripple your life is you not starting out at all to embrace the change hallelujah glory to god pastor j and brother emmanuel it's so exciting, so exciting. You shared great wisdom with us. Mama, uh, Mrs. Entry said, God bless you, Bishop, for such an insightful session. God bless you, men of God, Pastor Jay and Evangelist Emmanuel. Glory to God. Once again, if you're interested in the services, these people are successful businessmen, CEOs, and are also in ministry. What a balance. Powerful, powerful. We've networked with them. We've collaborated with them. And I'm telling you, this thing works. It works. It works. It works. So if you are interested in information, text INTERESTED to 07956815714. 07956815714. So as we round off now, um, we're going to have... Um, um, I'm going, we're arranging, we're going to have a master class. Pastor G, I want you to just use one minute to just encourage our guests to participate and register. You and Pastor uh, Emmanuel, we're going to have a master class on the 12th of March. It's the Achievers, High Achievers 
We've been running high achievers since the lockdown began for one, uh, nearly two years now. And now we're going to have a master class where we're going to be dealing with 20 self-development tips for 2022, how to be self-motivated and be a motivator, keys to becoming a bestseller and a best-selling author, why and how you must raise generational leaders, how to be legacy and generationally minded, how to stop living from paycheck to paycheck, from paycheck to paycheck, from paycheck to paycheck. Now, Pastor Jay, how important is it for our guests to register for this master class on the 12th of March on our, at our website, michaelhudsonwood.org. Mama B, please put the website, michaelhudson-wood.org. How important is it for them to register for this master? I know you guys attend a lot of webinars and seminars which have helped you to become. How important is it for them to attend this master class? Register for this master class. Absolutely, Bishop. Thank you for the platform to even be able to encourage people. We cannot stress enough. Listen, knowledge is the pivot of successful wealth creation. Mm. If you want to be able to do something, you must first of all know how to do the thing. Now, it is, it is easier, right? Or it is wise. It is that the wisest thing you can do is to learn from someone who has already done that, someone who already knows what they're doing, someone who has the experience in, in those areas that you're looking to accomplish. So what what is the point in you learning the hard way when somebody has gone through it all? They've done all the tough work. Emmanuel and I, um, when we, anything we do with our business and everything, we don't waste time trying to build everything from scratch. We look exactly what successful people have done we remodel it re um uh, sort of restructure it and rebrand it according to what you know we we want to achieve so it is very important for you to attend and register this to this master class because if you're going to listen to the title of it right it's the master class what is the point in you being at the lower class you need mm-hmm. to register and get to the master's class Glory to God. Emmanuel, do you have anything to say? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I can only say thank you for this wonderful initiative um, to help to advance the body of Christ and um, individuals. And um, without denying the facts, I think it is, it, is, it is a must register and it's something everyone must, you know, must at, you know, endeavor to attend because God believes in mentorship. He believes in you know, um, leadership. He believes that uh, we must always depend on those who are ahead of us. That is the reason why Elijah has to be under Elijah, so that Mm -hmm. Elijah can impart into Elijah. That is why Jesus had to walk the twelve and impart into them, so that they can impart. That is why Paul had to impart into um, Timothy. And so, there are people who have already, you know, done everything that you want, and I, I, I believe Bishop, you know, we, we've known Bishop for, for a while now. We know what God has used, what has used him to do in, in this generation. I want to be seated there to learn from, from such a man of God. So why not you? As a place, it's an opportunity that you cannot miss. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, um, uh, you cannot substitute this for anything, not for all the bamboo in, in Accra. <laughs> absolutely, 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 absolutely. All the coming in Accra, no, 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 it's impossible. <laughs> all right, come and be imparted with knowledge. We will be there as well. So God bless you, Bishop and Mommy, um, for, for, for initiating this wonderful, 
you know, opportunity for, for us. Great joy. Thank you very much, Pastor Jay and Evangelist Emmanuel. I'm definitely going to get you back. Their, their feedback is so powerful, and I've been tremendously blessed myself, even as the host, and I appreciate you guys for coming, and we'll definitely do this again. And definitely, when you go home, make sure you get a bouquet of flowers and give it to your wives, your wives so that they can come for the the four of them can come and this platform. <laughs> We're going to be cheering them on to be a blessing to us. Glory to God. Now, finally, one t- uh, 2 p.m. today, 2 p.m. today, ev- uh, Evolving Butterflies. Evolving Butterflies are having love and real relationship. They are having real relationship, teaching on relationships over this uh, for this uh, uh, session and the, the the everyone 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. today love and relationships today from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. hosted by Kadian James and Mama B will be speaking at this occasion on this occasion it's a Zoom meeting and the details is five pounds to join them at this Zoom meeting so please Take the bank details, take a screenshot of the bank details. It's only five pounds um, to Cadian James, Northwest account number 4406-8557, soft code 602319. It's going to be a powerful session. Uh, this organized by Cadian James. Uh, the session we're going to be talking about love matters, uh, uh, Valentine's Day, relationships, how to enhance this how to prepare for marriage, what is love, how do you know the right one, how to keep the romance going, how communication affects our relationship, the struggles and how to overcome them, keeping your identity in your marriage. So the bank details right there, please. Five pounds for each person is just a nominal fee just to get you on there. So don't miss it for anything. Zoom meeting this afternoon, 2 p.m. We have just 30 minutes and Mama B and the team will be on the roll. The meeting ID, 8284877969. So please go on there and join them at 2 p.m. It's going to be awesome. Going to be awesome. Once again, uh, Pastor Jay and Evangelist, thank you very much for joining us. God richly bless you. God richly bless you. We'll be back next week, Saturday at the same time. Pastor Michael Jr. will be joining me. That's my biological son. He'll be joining me next week, Saturday, on Lunch Hour with High Achievers. It's going to be awesome. going to be awesome. So, gentlemen, please stay right there briefly as I close the session. And we'll just have a minute to talk and then we'll get this off. So, everybody, join the Zoom meeting 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. God richly bless you. Cecilia says, God bless you, Mama B, and the team. God bless you all. Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton Wood, the senior pastor of House of Judah, UK, the Happy Church, presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights and title. Success has no uncles. Twelve cancers to avoid at all costs in leadership, ministry, and management. You have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first fruit offerings and tithes. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget. 
Success is self-determined. Success consists of little daily efforts, and failure consists of little daily neglects. Daniel said, "I understood by books. No matter what life throws at you, stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information. These books are definitely a must for your library. Order your copies today by calling or visiting our website www.housejeda.org.uk or using the information on your screen."